0: Welcome, everybody, to JNJ Smoking Hour Podcast. This is episode number two, coming to you live during the day on this fine Thursday morning, January 19th. Um, Jared Jackson here. doing what we're smoking real quick. We got that dirty rat. I shout out to my boy Ryan Rayford, one of the best reps in the game. For whom? Breakfast time, so breakfast champs, espresso, a little heavy cream, and a cigar. <laughs> so I've got, uh, I guess, a
1: hell froze over today for me at the mothership. Uh, it shows you when you get a popular cigar with great thanks to uh, our good friend Albert Cisneros, Jared. I am finally having my first Rojas Carnitas Street Tacos. Every time I've come through, they've been sold out. So. Very much enjoying this so far. Got a hot cup of coffee over here as well. I love that word. It's sold out, baby. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Hey, man. It's a good stick. Really great morning stick. Uh, happy to see what Noel's doing and always appreciate Albert.
0: Since he was so rude and didn't introduce himself, this is our Joel Mouth of the Midwest Reese's.
1: It's true. I'm so excited about this cigar. Yeah. Joel Reese's. The, the mother ship. Yeah. cigar. <laughs>
0: All right, we're going to get right into it, we're going to keep this one a little shorter than our last one, Uh, I think we're going to try to keep that format, one little longer one, one little shorter one. Uh, So, first subject of the day, uh, we get asked this a lot, or I do anyway, about the hashtags, right? Um, For us, uh, the concept behind the hashtag is really for, it's, it's really a core concept for the group. So we're going to talk about last year's hashtag first, and we'll talk about this year's hashtag next. Um, and you'll see this throughout our posts, whether it's personally or more importantly through the businesses. Um, so last year was focused on fellowship. The big thing for us going into 2022, coming out of 2021, it just expanded into two more locations. <clears throat> and I felt like, you know, the, the core community and core basis of what I felt like our business was about and our community was about the culture, if you will, um, We had kind of lost a little bit of that, of that camaraderie that we had for that fellowship, so that that last year was was a big focus um, on kind of reestablishing and enhancing the focus on fellowship mentality uh, amongst not just us, but within the community of our group, right, whether it's members, customers, visitors, um, or, or, you know, neophytes, people just coming into the industry for the first time, so it was important to us to again, reestablish what the cigar culture meant to us, right? It's one of the stolen cigars. Um, we had talked about this the other day um, when we had a little technical difficulties in how do we shoot. You know, um, you can buy your stuff anywhere, right? And we, we've talked about this a so You can buy liquor anywhere, you can buy cigars anywhere, you can buy whatever anywhere, right? It's, you know, what experience are we giving um, these groups, Right? the whole point of me getting into this business or five, five, six years ago, whatever it was been was to build something that I felt was missing in my life as a consumer, right? I've been in business, I've been in, you know, the hospitality and casino industry for, for years, decade. And uh, when I left um, that position and started out on my own, like the key thing I wanted to do, no matter fell or not, was to establish some camaraderie within the group and, and bring the, what I feel my core values are as a person within my own culture and kind of merge that with cigar culture. And I feel like we've done a really good job at that. Um, So that that's where the focus on fellowship came from. I'll let uh, Joel give his points on uh, what he feels that's about to him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Jared nailed it. Jared nailed it a hundred percent. You know, we, we kind of talked about this again uh, the other night, unfortunately, uh, don't smoke in your garage when they're working on the cable. Um, but he's 100% right. You know, I get asked all the time, you know, even, you know, especially at Stilly, but it's like, you know, what do y'all sell? Do you sell, you know, uh, cigars? Do you sell whiskey? Do you sell, you know, uh, pipe tobacco, you know, whatever. I'm like, no, man, like, we sell an experience. We want you to, you know, feel comfortable coming to our locations every day, uh, having great, you know, great times with good friends. And, uh, you know, even you think of just like the little things, the nuances of it, like, uh, some of the special events that we do. Uh, yeah, it's you always get some cool stuff, but it's really a, you know, you're always going to enjoy a great meal with great friends, a, a good pour. And it's like, you're going to leave that thinking, you know, what a what a time I can't wait to be back to do it again. You know, you you think about going to a ball game or, a, you know, a pro wrestling or something of that sort. Like, yeah, it's cool. You saw a 20 minute wrestling match, but bro, you're surrounded by 20, 30,000 people, you know, 50,000, whatever, if you're in the pros, like we ain't got 50,000, not yet, but you know, you come to an event, you're just surrounded by so many people and you're all having the common goal of enjoying a great time. And you're not going to forget it. I can, I can still remember events and experiences that we've all shared from years ago, just because it was just that. So yeah, that hashtag was, was really a special one because if you got into the depth of it, it really like Focused oh, on fellowship.
0: Talking about experiences, I mean you've had together sitting in that office actually was after uh, I don't remember what it was oh it was, it
1: was uh, I can see a case in point it was Brad Fisher, it was an Illusione event.
0: Oh, that's right. We did the Illusione event, right? That so, shows you how
1: important it was, yeah.
0: You know, if you guys have not been in the to, to the headquarters, uh, mothership in Oklahoma City, there we we probably got seating for what 50-60 people. Oh yeah, right? yeah, 100%. <laughs> That's a five thousand right. square foot building, you know, two-thirds of it is lounge area. My office is what, maybe like 12 by 12, 14 by 14 max, right? With a desk, a big L-shaped desk and all that in there, you know, tables and all crap, crap, right? And then at the end of the night, here we are. There's like 12 of us crammed into this office. There's like people sitting on the desk, people sitting in chairs, people sitting in high tops, people in chairs, We we sitting there and laughed and laughed and had such a great time. And the next thing you know, it's like one in the morning and we're looking around, I'm like, why are we sitting? Where are we sitting in this office all the whole place is empty, right? We could have went and took up a whole room, well, not even a whole room, but we took up like a third of a room in any other lounge area. But here we are sitting in my office acting acting stupid. So yeah, that you know, those kind of memories. Uh you know, uh, Crawdaddy was there, freaking um uh, uh Apple John. It was just Apple a great John, time. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, talk about the fellowship side. It's it's those memories there that that we'll never forget, and that's again focused on the fellowship, right? That fellowship that we were bringing yeah. to the table helped develop those memories for us. So, um, so this year, uh, our our manager here in Tulsa came up with uh, the cigar life. We had a little bit to it, living the cigar life, and it's kind of the same. You know, it's it's the same principle, right? It builds off the last year, right? What is the cigar life to to you, Joel? Yeah. Uh,
1: and I, we again, uh, you know, you wax poetic and realize only a quarter of it comes true last week or, uh, you know, the other night. But uh, take this uh, street taco here. This doesn't care if you're a ditch digger, a doctor, doesn't care about your political affiliation, your religious affiliation, your sexual preference, whatever. This cares about coming together and experiencing our own horn, uh, experiencing great times with with great friends. I mean, I could, you know. Obviously, we want to keep this to thirty minutes, but I could tell you a story of sitting in a shop in Tampa uh, with a guy that was wearing a white t shirt, cargo shorts that I still know to this day, and he was smoking a six dollar cigar, right? And we talked for two hours. Uh, you know, it's me, but uh, before he left, and the owner of the shop says. Do you know who that is? And I was like, yeah, it's just, I don't want to leak him. But I was like, yeah, it's such and such. Turns out this is the dude that did all the architecture for downtown Tampa, like the Bayshore area and this and that. And uh, was allegedly going to be doing the new stadium, which I, I think got shut down. But like, bro, like, like white t-shirt, cargo shorts, you know, saw the car in the parking lot, but it just, it just shows you, this doesn't care. This dude could have been smoking, you know, a, a nice family reserve and Opus or something. But I asked him, I said, next time I seen him, I said, bro, why that $6 cigar? He goes, it always treats me right. And he didn't care that I was just a, I think I was still working at, at, at Best Buy at the time, but like, he didn't care, man. We were just two friends sitting there enjoying the culture. That's it. That's it in a nutshell.
0: Yeah. I'm, that's a great, I'm great, really great, great story. Yeah. You know, for me, it's, it's uh, you know, a great example, I'll give you an example instead. I'm better at giving examples and explaining things. So this weekend we're hosting uh David Skelton's with the Texas cigar road show 60th birthday. Um, his lovely wife, Sheila had reached out to us. And uh, asked if we could put something together for them special. Um, they're uh, out of Waxahachie, um, Texas, so it's a little bit of a drive. And so they got you know forty guys coming in. We have uh, Ty, Kiss the Ring, Hooks coming in from Wisconsin. <laughs> and it just goes to show you to me that's what the scar life's about, right? Like building these friendships and these brother uh, and really this brotherhood with a lot of these guys and life lifelong you know relationships and merging that in with the cigars, right? The, the camaraderie, the fellowship, the breaking bread together. Those are all the things that have always mattered to me in my life. So it's nice to be able to take the business side and merge it with the cultural side. Uh, again, the fellowship, the camaraderie and all that. And to me, that's what living a cigar life is about, right? Like getting to know guys, getting to hang out, building lifelong friendships and spending everybody's big moments together, right? Like. I can't tell you how excited I am for David and his wife to come up here and have, to have his party up here. You know, right. 60th birthday is a big deal. Um, and it's going to be a great weekend, man. We've got people flying in Friday. I'm driving back tonight to OKC. Start picking up people from the airport tomorrow. I'm hosting people at the house tomorrow night. I think we're going to go to Pub Dub uh, tomorrow evening. Take him out there. Something a little different than our place. Uh, get some good food. You know, uh, they have a new manager out there. Need to meet him. And yeah, just again, we're gonna be living the cigar life this weekend, right? And, and combining all that stuff together. So that's what this year is about. Um, is trying to, to draw some focus on what living the cigar life means, um, and, and sharing that with our community, right? So 100%. there we go. Yep. Um, like we said, we're gonna keep it short. So we're gonna go right into our sports section of the thing, uh, the podcast. Now I'm gonna say right now, I don't know what your record was last. I was two and four. Obviously, uh I'm not gonna be on the ESPN anytime soon.
1: I don't I have to go back and watch it because I think I made the comment about Minnesota being frauds, but I think I still picked them. So I think I was was two and two as well. Uh I don't think no, any, you
0: had a, there were six games, so you can't be two and two. Then it was hold on, I'm trying to
1: think. Those were the two I missed. Like, was the I, I'm pretty sure I picked Minnesota and, and the Chargers. Um, boy, I'll tell so you were, what. You were four and two. Four and two. Okay. So, yes. I, um, if I was the Chargers I, I, the other day, they fired their uh, OC. Bro, no cap. Like, I would have fired the head coach. Like, I like Staley. That can't happen.
0: Dude.
1: How you fire the OC, bro? OCA, the those Yeah, I mean, bro, like, OC is – I don't know. Of course, D- Derwin James and Khalil Mack and that 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 at defense. Uh, you know, Asante said – You know what? You want to talk about smart football real quick. Asante Samuel Jr. phenomenal talent. Three interceptions in that game. Okay, of uh, of the uh, of the Trevor Lawrence because we thought that was over early. And then the other, you know, the defensive coordinator, or the offensive coordinator, excuse me, for Jacksonville, basically said, "Cool, I'm happy for his three interceptions. See if your five foot nine cornerback can tackle my two running backs in space when I pull them out to the seam, or if he makes a business decision." And they kept doing it. Like that's what right. set up the field goal. Uh, and no, no disrespect. I mean, Santi Samuel Jr. is a great talent. His dad's a legend. Uh, you know, Tulsa's own Mario Harris probably remembers Santi Samuel with the Philly Eagles, man. But uh, yeah, either way, we'll, we'll talk about these these other games,
0: man. All right, because first definitely... game up. I just did them in order, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll let you lead off. Jags at Chiefs. What you well, got. Man.
1: Speaking of that, I'm so damn tired. Of this this Jags feel good story It's crap. Everybody knows. Uh, but we're going to find out, man. You know, it's a hot team. But look, man, like Kansas City got this, bro. Like that damn Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he, I would say right now that's the MVP of the league. Uh, I mean, considering you just lost Tyreek Hill. Yeah, you got Kelsey. But, man, he's turned like these, you know, the McColl Hardmans. And he's got Juju and, uh, you know, some of these young kids over there. That that running back that came out of nowhere that damn near replaced uh, uh, Edwards Hilaire or Pacheco or whatever. Like, yeah. offense is good. They got... That's a very underrated defense. Yeah, they got some, you know, great players in the secondary, like the Thornhills and stuff. But that that front, man, guys like Chris Jones and, and Frank Clark, who was over in Seattle, like the, those guys are pretty predominant pass rushers. So I'm going to say I'm not going to pick the score, but I, I think Chiefs got this one. This should be a walk in the park,
0: hopefully. I agree. I got the Chiefs. I did want to give credit to uh, Jags though. Man, listen, 20, down 27 nothing. You just thrown three picks, right, first quarter. Or first Four, half. wasn't it? It's yeah. Four. Four, four <laughs> in the first right. half, right? So, yeah. you know, there's a lot of teams that wouldn't just fold, right? <laughs> like a team so team. I give the young guy credit, give the coach credit. No, they yeah. got a hell of a coach, right? Let's just we we can all agree on that. Oh, Doug Peterson, um, yeah, super bowl with the Eagles. And as much as I wasn't on Trevor Lawrence, like probably takes a pretty pretty big set to be able to to shake that off and and yeah. lead your team. I think that score at the end of the first half was key into building the building the momentum going into the second half I know that sounds kind of dumb when you're down 20 sure. but um that I mean that was a game winning decision for me. Sure. Think about I mean drive uh, if they hadn't if they didn't have that drive they're not gonna win the game so I am as much as I liked uh watching that game and and, and always liked seeing somebody over overcome adversity uh yeah they're not overcoming the chiefs at home baby it's, yeah. it's, it's playoff time baby let's go hell of a state. Yeah, chief nation in the house, baby. Rude. All right, <laughs> next up, the Giants at the Eagles. You
1: go first on this one, man. This All right,
0: well, an
1: interesting one.
0: The only concern I have is how healthy Jalen Hurts is, right? Because he's a mobile guy. If he can't use his legs um, like he wants, it really limits what he does. Now, listen, he's he, he has come along as a passer big time in the last couple of years hats off to him. Great team. And we know that the, the, that team runs, runs with their offense versus their defense. That's their strong point is definitely the offense. Defense is coming around, but it's the core, the core strength of that team is, a, is offense. So mm-hmm. I'm going to pick Jalen, obviously, you know, yeah. Bama, OU kid. I'm only riding with him because he's OU kid. Yeah. So I got the Eagles.
1: It's going to be an interesting game. Uh, I was sitting here with one of our great guys. We call him UPS Todd Uh, last night. He's a lifelong Bills fan. Talk about that shortly. But uh, you can really see how important Brian DeBole or Brian Dable, however you say it was, to that team last year uh, because of what he's done with the Giants. I mean, the Giants were a a perennial uh, trash. (laughs) Let's be honest with you. Somebody asked me, is Daniel Jones a good quarterback five years in? I said, man, I couldn't tell you because I don't know. Like, you never really get enough of a sample size outside, you know, some, some dumb mistakes and stuff. But he's been phenomenal this year. Having said that, man, like even if Jalen has a bad game, which I, I don't expect him to, he's he's been tremendous. He's He's got to be an MVP favorite, if not for Mahomes this year. But that damn defense, man, like that defense is so good, Jared. Like there's people I forget that are on that team. Like I forgot they got C.J. Garner-Johnson from the Saints, who's a, a, a tremendous safety. You know, you got Darius Slay, James Bradbury playing out of their mind. Not to mention they got the entire damn Georgia team, my, minus <laughs> Jalen Carter, you know, the – Jordan Davises of the world and they got veterans like Fletcher Cox and you know Brandon Graham a a great offensive line like it's you know good running attack with with Sanders I think the Giants will put up a fight because they're putting together a young team but I think that that Alabama kid that they got a left tackle is about to get baptized uh kind of like you did with Demarcus Lawrence like if they got Fletcher on him or one of these kids coming off the edge bro he's going to get to town on on Daniel Jones so I think the Eagles win it I think it'll be a close game Philly at home. It's a hot crowd. It's a, it's a, it's a volatile crowd, but I think Philly's got it.
0: Fair enough. Next up, Bengals at the Bills. Hmm.
1: Dude, I gotta be honest with you. This is like the one game, even with my team playing this week, this is the one game that I cannot predict. I will (laughs) for our podcast, but it's like, you think of Cincinnati's high powered offense, Buffalo's incredible defense. Obviously they've got a lot to be playing for with this, you know, with DeMar Hamlin and that whole horrible thing, and, and glad to hear he's doing a lot better. But uh, Buffalo is missing key pieces on defense, like Devon Miller's out. You know, obviously Hamlin was playing great. And I think uh, I, I think it's Hyde that went out with the neck injury. So a lot of their secondary guys are pretty banged up. Uh, Kyer Elam, the rookie from Florida, is out, and he's been playing good football. But you know, Buffalo's got a tremendous offense too. But Cincinnati, man, like there's some swag to that team. Joe Joey B and. J.M.R. Chase, T. Higgins, and all that. Like, but you're playing in Buffalo. I know Todd'll kill me on this. Cause it like America will kill us for this, but I think Cincinnati wins this game.
0: It's no, I would I, not be surprised either way, but I agree. I feel like Cincinnati's yeah. got a chip on their shoulder. I think um, you know, they're they're playing really good football right now. And I think that's important any sport as you're kind of getting into the playoff season is you know, it's great to have a record at the end of the year, but how are you playing going into the playoffs, right? Yeah. So they look phenomenal. Um, the offense is cold, yeah. Uh in a good way. Um I just have a feeling, I don't know why. Yeah, I'm not know. Obviously, after last week's picks, I'm not an expert. Uh, but yeah, I got to <laughs> Um, you know, Buffalo Buffalo struggled last week, bro. Mm. And I don't know if they're gonna pull a Dallas where they struggled a week before and came back firing. Sure. Um that's easy to do against a team that struggled like you know, limp their way in the playoffs like the Buccaneers yeah. did. Um obviously Tom did not play up to par, oh, but terrible game. You know, Cincinnati's not limping right now. Mm-hmm. They're coming in, they're coming in firing off this one. So I got Cincinnati as well. And kudos, you know, we're not even talking about the obvious
1: kudos to Cincinnati for how they've handled this because you think about this obviously with the DeMar Hamlin tragedy. If uh if Cincinnati wins that game. They're not playing in Buffalo. They're playing
0: in Cincinnati tonight. Actually, Cincinnati had a chance to to take the number one seed. So like, we were the talking whole, about that. Yeah, the whole system. And I get that they had to do some emergency stuff. I think we talked a little bit sure. the last episode. But you know, Cincinnati kind of was the one that got screwed out of that mm-hmm. deal. And I think they're using that as a chip on their shoulder. Yeah, forward. So hundred percent. But uh, we'll see. Yeah. Last crazy. up, them boys oh, boy. at the Niners. So I'll yeah, go man. first. You're, Please do. <laughs> so you have plenty of time to talk about them boys. Them boys. So I'll, I'll say this. Uh, hats off to Brock Purdy. Um, hmm. I'll under. You know, i be honest. I haven't really watched a lot of 49er football this year. Yeah, uh, man. But, man, I did not expect him to play mm-hmm. at the level he did. And I'll say that his core group, though, around him, they're, they're lights out, man. Stupid. Like Debo, <laughs> God, he's on a different level. He, yeah. I mean, so you're at the 49ers. The defense is playing lights out. The offense is playing great. Stupid. He's got a great offensive line. He's not really having to make big-time plays. He's making good throws. Yeah. When you can throw it to Debo on a five-yard out, yeah. and he's mm-hmm. taking it for 20, 30 yards, yeah. um, along with some of other great players on that team, I got the 49ers. I'm glad this game is happening um, because you are going to have to play them
1: eventually. So you either beat them and you move on to a a winnable game against Philly or or the Giants, or you don't, you go home. Um, I can't, excuse me. I can't be mad at McCarthy this year either way. You think of the adversity they dealt with. uh, I've always been critical of Kellen Moore, our offensive coordinator, but he was coaching last week for a head coaching job. Let's be honest. I mean, You know, Dak's had a had a rough year, but I mean, that was a virtue to quote the great Shannon Sharp. That was a virtuoso performance last week. I mean, Tom was Tom was shook, but Dak was coming in there. I mean, obviously the kicker kicker was that that could be a whole nother level to this game. You know, I'm going to pick Dallas because it's my team, but I, I wouldn't be surprised like Brock Purdy is able to fit in that system. Now, if you take Brock Purdy from his freshman, sophomore campaigns at Iowa State, dude, that's a that's a first round pick. His junior year was so bad that that's you know, and then the senior year went much better. But that's why he was Mr. Relevant. But that system is set up where you can have a guy like a Trey Lance or a Jimmy G or Rock Purdy just get in there and game manage. Hell, I put you put a Ryan Tannehill in there. They're they're probably the same team. You know, it's a great run. You know what I'm you understand what I'm saying now? Like
0: you give that might these, be a stretch, bro. No, but you get what <laughs> I'm saying. Like
1: one of these, you know, one of these game managers, but uh, but uh, I don't know about no Trubisky, but that defense is just stupid. Like Nick, but Bo- people forget, like, you know, the other, <laughs> they forget Joey because of how good Nick is. I mean, you, you, you gotta remember this team was able to trade DeForest Buckner off that line and they replaced them with Kenlaw And like the whole thing, you know, across the line is stupid. They got great young corners. I think they got the ward kid from you guys, from the chiefs. Uh, they got this Oregon kid, Diamador Lenore, great safeties, they're physical, the linebackers that Fred Warner is, is stupid underrated. Um, I mean, offensive line, one of the best in the league, potent running attack. And, and you nailed it. Let's say you shut down Kittle. Okay. And you shut that. Maybe you put uh Trayvon on, uh, on Debo and he's able to shut him down. Okay. You still got to worry about Brandon. Ayoub. You still got to worry about these four. they They're so deep. Like Dallas is weak at that right side corner and don't think they're not exploiting that. So Dallas is going to have to bring everything they've got on both sides of the ball. It's going to be an uphill challenge. But, like, we'll be celebrating our, our dear friend David Skelton uh, that Saturday over at Stag. And uh, it's either going to be a real good night or a real bad night for your boy. Either way, we're going well, to able- The Well,
0: uh, that game's is <laughs> the, the night game, Sunday night, bro.
1: Oh, that's right. I keep thinking they they, they flipped uh, flipped it around. Yeah, well, Saturday, true, our, it's a uh, great up, night either way, then.
0: We open up with <laughs> Jags, Chiefs. Yeah. Giants eagles.'ll oh, be, will be right. during yeah. the event I think we'll be finishing up the uh Kansas City game during the event and then afterwards we'll be watching the the Giants and eagles during perfect the, good the party
1: well they'd be very happy or, or very sad sad sacking it myself on Sunday we'll see how it goes but it's going to be right. hell of a hell of a playoff stretch this weekend so
0: <laughs> all right well that wraps it up like I said we we're going to keep this second one short uh we do we start reaching out to some some different guests um, whether it's some coaches in the community, uh, college coaches, and um, opportunities to get some reps and some uh, some manufacturer owners on here. So we're looking forward to that in the future. So stay tuned. We've got a lot more exciting episodes coming up. We just wanted to keep this one a little short since we went over a little long, kind of working out our format. Definitely appreciate everybody's support. Um, not just for the podcast, but for all the locations, the cigar companies, and Oklahoma City, South Tulsa, and Monroe, Louisiana. Stag Lounge, there the original location in Oklahoma City, and the newest one that Joel um, is a owner-operator of in Stillwater, along with the Wilshire Dive Bar, which our patio reconstruction and new bathroom addition is almost done. Hey. Looking forward to the opening for that this spring. And CuroCigarHouse.com, uh, uh, one of the best places to get boutique cigars in the country. So stop by, check us out, help support our people, Keeping uh, insurance and, and roofs uh, over their head, we definitely uh, appreciate that. We we'll try to take care of our staff. Big shout out to Brady um, uh, Mixon and uh, where is he? Okay. Amarillo, Texas. Yeah, like to call him the Big T Haas Tears. He's a big Longhorns fan, so he's yep. always crying those big tears. Oh, yeah. And and our boy Slick Rick at the HQ. Happy birthday to him today. He'll be in the day at twelve thirty. Doing what men do, working on the birthdays, baby. So. Yep. Big shout out to Wayne, come by, and see us. Legend of Horst, Five days a week. He didn't get that hashtag Grumpy for no reason. So come by and <laughs> <laughs> come by and see everybody gets a hashtag, bro. Uh come by, see him, check out the shop. It's a great shop. One of the few uh or the only real members lounge here in the Tulsa area. Um, getting ready to celebrate our second birthday coming up in a few months. And uh, yeah, we're gonna have some Eastro cigars from California, the guys in the house for that. So uh, Joel, appreciate you, man. You have a phenomenal day. We'll talk soon. Absolutely. Everybody out there, don't forget to keep living that cigar lock, baby. Peace. Peace.